Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. This is your boy, Logan. I hope you are all having a fantastic day today. So before we get started with the podcast, um, of course, all of the links to our social medias from our TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Discord, and of course, our merch and different podcast links from the main podcast and Rumble will be provided in the description below via a link tree. So if you guys want to follow our social medias... Or follow the Rumble, main podcast, whatever. It's all right there. Quick and easy. One simple link. Um, so, quick announcements uh, for podcast uploads this week. So, obviously, this is the Monday podcast. And this will probably be out by Wednesday, early morning, around 12 o'clock by the time you see this. So, this is about a two-day late podcast. Um, and then my Rumble podcast will be happening on Thursday. I will either be doing a double upload or I will be doing a two-in-one podcast where I cover two different topics in one just long-ass episode. So, I have not decided which of the two I'm going to do, but I'm going to get two episodes worth of content done on Thursday. So that way that's done. But this episode, we are going to be covering some more Transformers Rise of the Beast TV spots. Doing some more theorizing on that. Um, We're going to talk about some other things going on when it comes to Marvel in general. Um, Not so much Spider-Verse. I know people are probably waiting for me to talk about Spider-Verse, but I hate to break it to you guys. I'm more excited about Transformers and Spider-Verse. I know that's crazy to say, but you got to remember there is more Marvel content than there is Transformers content. Like you get a new Transformers movie. It used to be like every two years. Now it's like every five. So I'm very excited for the new Transformers. And that's where most of my time has been going into in terms of research. Um... But yeah, so we'll be talking about that. We'll be talking about Marvel overall um, and kind of like the cancellations or postpone of projects and stuff that's been going on and uh, giving my thoughts on that. And that'll essentially be today's episode for the most part. Um, I will be doing a podcast next week unless some crazy big news happens. Oh yeah, and we will be talking about the Five Nights at Freddy's trailer as well um, in today's podcast. Don't want to forget about that. Um... But, so yeah, I'm definitely going to be talking about gaming and the gaming industry on next Monday, and that's going to be a whole thing in and of itself because, um, personally, I have not been playing video games or keeping track with gaming much because gaming has just sucked. So, yeah, um, that's going to be a very fun podcast. More of a rant style, I guess you could say. But without further ado, let's get into the topics of today's podcast. So, I want to start off talking about the Five Nights at Freddy's trailer. Just because this was something I didn't expect. I was scrolling through YouTube, as I usually do to get my, you know, internet news. You know, get my fix on what's going on in the, you know, movie industry, Marvel, and all that jazz. And I saw the Five Nights at Freddy's trailer. And I was like, oh, fuck, this is cool. Let's take a look. And I gotta say, I'm very impressed with the way that they've done this movie. 
thus far, from at least the physical props to the way that the animatronics look um, and the pizzeria. It's absolutely incredible how good this movie looks. The question then becomes, is the story good? That's where the worry will come into play because most game-to-movie adi- uh, um, adaptions are not good. Take a look at the Halo series, Doom Annihilation, the very first Doom movie. There are very few video game adaptation movies that are good. So I'm very interested to see if this one actually can pull it off. So, who's in the movie? What are, like, some big names in the movie? Well, there's really two. There's the guy that plays PETA from The Hunger Games, and I don't know his name off the top of my head. Any Hunger Games fanatics, though, would know. And, of course, Matthew Lillard playing, um, I believe it's Afton or Purple Guy. Um, and for those of you who somehow doesn't know who he is, he also played Stu Mocker in Scream 1. He played Shaggy in the Scooby-Doo live-action movies. And, of course, you know, among other roles. But, yeah, I know, Matthew Willard is the main bad guy of this movie. Um, the pizzeria looks great. They even got the office details pretty much down one-to-one from the video game. The only thing about this trailer that actually has me worried, I guess, or a little bit like, what the fuck did they do that for, is making the animatronic eyes red. In my opinion, I think if they just kept them the blank white eyes, it's much creepier. Because when you do the red thing... I don't know. To me, it just seems a little silly. Like, I've seen online, there's a bunch of people, like, really fucking mad about it. Like, more mad than they should be about, you know, movie character designs. But to me, personally, I didn't think it was that bad. I thought it was pretty, um... I mean, it's, it's an interesting idea, but I don't think their eyes need to be red. But that's something they could easily get rid of in post-production if they wanted to, in my opinion. Um, but no... This movie seems really good, very faithful to the source material, and I'm very, very look forward to watching it on October 27th of this year. It, it, it is going day and date on Peacock and M Theater, so kind of like the last two Halloween movies. Um, so, very interested to see how this works out. All right. So now on to Marvel, because um, I want to give the Transformers part to last. So, Marvel at this point in time is really, really struggling. Um, Blade and Daredevil Born Again has been put on the shelf due to the writer strike, obviously. So, the thing, like, for Daredevil, it's not as big of a deal because we know Daredevil will come out um, and come to fruition at some point here. But. When it comes to Blade, Blade already has, like, been written and had the writers fired and bringing on new writers. Like, Blade has already been in production hell, and I don't think they're going to make a second Blade movie. I think this Blade movie is going to be a one-and-done, and then they'll just throw Blade in either as a um, crossover character in the future and or they just don't ever do anything with him, but... This Blade movie just seems like it's never going to come out with how much production problems there has been with this movie. Um, But we'll see, I guess, how that turns out long run wise. 
We know that Marvel projects have not been doing as well box office-wise um, or fan reception-wise as Phase 4 um, has, you know, forward has proven. Um, I know that the Marvel stands out there, and trust me, I'm a Marvel fan. I love Marvel Studios. I love Marvel. I love the comics. I cosplay as Marvel characters. I own a fuck ton of Marvel Pop Funkos. Like, dude, I am a Marvel fanatic. But even someone like me cannot sit here and say that Marvel Studios has been pumping out much good shit in the past few fucking years. Loki was pretty good, you know? That was pretty decent. Spider-Man No Way Home, very good. Personally, I liked Black Panther Wakanda Forever, but that also can depend on who you talk to. Um, and what, what's another really good standout project that they had? I did enjoy Shang-Chi, but I wouldn't say Shang-Chi was, like, this super revolutionary fucking thing. I mean, it was a good movie, but I wouldn't put it in, like, the prime examples. I can't say anything about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 yet. I haven't seen it, so I can't tell you about that. Um, I guess Moon Knight? Some of Moon Knight, anyways. The point is, is that there's not many Marvel phase... Four projects and going into phase five, there's not many projects that I can sit here and say, like, I really fucking enjoyed that project. Outside of Loki, Spider-Man No Way Home, and like I said, maybe Moon Knight, there's no project that I can say, like, oh, this makes me so excited to watch Marvel. I've enjoyed some projects. I've, en you know, I enjoyed Ant-Man the Wasp. I enjoyed Miss Marvel. You know, I enjoyed... Um, you know, Black Panther, you know, I, I enjoy Marvel movies, but to say that they got me so excited to want to watch the next installment is ridiculous because back in phase two and phase three, they had the strongest cases of wanting to watch every Marvel movie. It just seemed like every Marvel movie was a masterpiece that they really couldn't miss. Unfortunately... We're at a point now where all Marvel's, you know, bangers, their A-list characters are gone. And now we're going into characters that even comic book nerds are not really big on. You know, Spider-Man is one of the big names they have left. The Hulk is one of the big names they have left. And Thor. And the last Thor movie was very underwhelming. Like, I don't think I'll ever buy or watch that movie ever again. Like, there are just some Marvel movies I don't even think I need to watch ever again. Or projects. She-Hulk. Never gonna watch that again unless it's that one episode with Daredevil in it because that was the only good thing about it. Yeah. Like, there's a, there's a lot of Marvel projects from Phase 4 on that I'll never watch again. I enjoyed some. Some I enjoyed. I found enjoyment out of them. But, that's it. They weren't anything special phase four into phase five has not given me anything on the level of captain america the winter soldier spider-man no way home was a good movie but it was more of a nostalgia fest than an original movie like spider-man 4 has a very high potential if they do it right in terms of the ground levelness of it and using either like Kingpin or Tombstone or the Scorpion. Because they still need to bring Scorpion back. They introduced him back in Homecoming and haven't done anything with him. Um, 
they need to utilize Spider-Man 4 to be one of the better Spider-Man solo movies. And the reason I say that is because while Spider-Man No Way Home was a great movie, it was, like I said, a nostalgia fest. It wasn't an original movie because it mainly relied upon, oh, that's a character I remember from my childhood, or, oh, I remember that Spider-Man or that villain or that scenario that looks very similar to one that happened in one of these previous movies. It's not an original movie. The only thing original about No Way Home was its opening, and there was nothing crazy good about that opening. So, yeah. Spider-Man 4 needs to hit the ground running. Because as of right now, if I had to rank the Spider-Man trilogy, it would be No Way Home, Homecoming, and Far From Home. And when I consider the fact that Spider-Man... No Way Home is not a really original movie. That says a lot about the MCU Spider-Man. Nothing like don't get me wrong, Tom Holland plays Spider-Man great. I've got no problem with Tom Holland whatsoever. I think his Spider-Man is pretty fucking awesome. He balances Peter Parker and Spider-Man very well. The main issue is the writing around his character. In the very first movie, he was basically Iron Boy Jr. And I didn't like that. Yes, I think having the Avengers be a part of his world is cool. But the fact that he was literally Iron Boy Jr. with Iron Man tech and didn't make a suit outside of his homemade suit on his own. Like, to me, it just, it felt like a letdown. And then the Uncle Ben story, they don't even mention Uncle Ben in the MCU. They just have Benjamin Franklin Parker or his initials on his suitcase. And that is the only Uncle Ben reference we get. It would be nice to hear about Uncle Ben. To at least have Peter acknowledge his existence in this world. But they don't. And Uncle Ben, despite being a character that's, you know, only been seen, realistically, alive in, like, the Amazing Fantasy. Peter Parker, the whole reason he does what he does is because of Ben Parker. And the MCU, without that Ben Parker connection, like a real connection, even though they did the, they did the whole, oh, Aunt May's the new Uncle Ben, it still doesn't feel like Spider-Man in that sense. So Marvel right now, with Spider-Man being one of their major characters and one of their big money makers, they need to make sure Spider-Man 4 is not only a good solo movie that can stand on his own, but that they make Spider-Man fans feel more comfortable with this character. Because apparently the Homecoming trilogy was Spider-Man's origin story of the MCU. Which, if I had to say that's an uh, origin story, would be one of the weirdest ones I've ever seen. But I digress. Marvel, their projects aren't making as much money. And, you know, most people can see that coming from a mile away. The Marvel stands will sit here and defend every MCU project known to man. And, you know, that's just part of the internet, you know. There's those out there that hate every project in the MCU just because. But at the end of the day, it's like, look, Marvel, you know, they overwork their CGI artists. They don't pay them well. And they're spread out so thin among so many projects. Like, no wonder the CGI is bad. But the writing... The writing in the MCU at this point is on par with their comics. And that's not a compliment. Because modern day Marvel comics are not written well. 
in the newest Spider-Man rendition, Peter Parker literally gets cucked. Where MJ decides to stay in an alternate dimension with this random dude and have a family with him. And Spider-Man goes to this dimension, like, you know, fucking fights his way back there to get back to Mary Jane just to be like, oh, I don't need you anymore, Peter. I got these kids with this random bloke. And I'm just sitting there like, what the fuck was that? The writing in the MCU is getting as bad as the comics. Western comics are failing. Manga is out beating Western comics by a long shot. It's the writing. Marvel needs to understand the way that they make good projects is by good writing and good CGI. Marvel kind of set the standard for CGI outside of the Transformers franchise, I would say. Marvel and the Transformer franchise probably has the best CGI you'll ever see. But if Marvel doesn't get the writing on par and Marvel doesn't get their, you know, um, CGI on par, they're going to be doomed. Because Marvel has gone so many years being an empire powerhouse, they will find their way to where DC currently is if they don't get something going. And when DC starts to ramp up and actually get good at making movies, then that's when Marvel's gonna have to start making good stuff again or else they're gonna lose. And DC's, you know, killing it on the animated side of things. They've got Marvel beat there pretty much 10 to 1. So for me personally... As a Marvel fan, because I don't really do much of anything with DC. I, I watch some DC things from time to time. But that's about it. Um, but as a Marvel fan, I really want them to get back to Golden Age Marvel. And it also doesn't help that their main big bad is also kind of, you know, um, in legal trouble with, um, sexual assault allegations, or not sexual assault, I don't think, I think it was just assault allegations, maybe sexual assault allegations. The point is, he's in trouble with the law, and if he's found guilty, they're good, the chances are fire him and replace him, which isn't anything new, but Jonathan Majors, you know, if there's one thing about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania that was really good, it was him. He played Kang very well. Um, hopefully he's, you know, innocent and is not guilty of the things he's being accused of. Obviously, time will tell and the evidence will tell, but if they lose Kang, that's gonna hurt the MCU too, you know? They fired recently the writer of, um, Avengers Kang Dynasty, who was the same writer, um, on Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania. So... Yeah, Marvel right now has got a lot of shit going on. Between their financial problems, their CGI not being good, people not spending as much money on their movies to watch it, um, fucking firing directors and writers and fucking losing their main villain due to real-life fucking court allegations and stuff. Like, dude, Marvel's in the thick of it right now. Like, they got a lot of shit going on. So that's basically the rundown of Marvel. Hopefully they can get some shit figured out over there, but right now things are not looking too good for them. They're not in a good spot. So, the last, and I guess you would say major thing, some more Transformers theories. So, obviously, as we're a few weeks out from Transformers Rise of the Beast, they have been ramping up the marketing very heavily, 
on this movie. And I think some of the TV spots give us um, a little bit too much of shit going on in this movie. So, we obviously know that Ape Link, as I discussed in my previous podcast episode, will be in this movie and chances are will be killed by Scourge very early on. In some new TV spots, it looks like Mirage might potentially die at the hands of Scourge, protecting Noah. So that is, you know, something that we see. Another thing that we see as well is the fact that um, Nightbird, Battle Trap, um, they fight at the museum in New York, which I'm guessing is early in the movie, where if you watch the trailers, that's where Bumblebee gets stabbed. So I think Bumblebee, if he does die in this movie, he will come back by the ending because by the TV spots and the trailers, he's obviously there in the end battle. So I think that showing that scene in the trailer is kind of pointless because, you know, they kind of just debunked it with, you know, later trailers and TV spots. But they showed the death of Battle Trap in one of the TV spots where Prime essentially like cuts off his leg. I don't know if he cuts off his arm, but his arm was off. So Battle Trap dies at the hands of Prime, I'm guessing, judging by one of the TV spots, which is kind of a spoiler. There was one showing the transformation of Optimus Primal and Optimus Prime, and it looked like, you know, stuff was getting sucked up into the sky, which means either A, Unicron is consuming the planet that they're currently on, which I'm assuming is another Cybertronian planet where the Maximals come from, as I theorized in my last podcast episode as well. So that could be the case, or maybe it has to do with like a self-destruct sequence or something, but... Yeah, the newer trailer spots make it very obvious that um, there's still a lot of surprises to be in the movie because it's very weird that we see a lot of this stuff in the trailers where you like know, okay, this character is going to be fine, but they showed this at this point in the movie. Like, it's really weird the way they're going about it, but it's kind of interesting at the same time. Because on uh, social media, you know, the people that are running the Rise of the Beast account anyways, or the Transformers account, are, are saying, you know, we, you know, we have uh, more surprises in store in the movie that you guys don't know about and stuff. And here's the thing. They can literally CGI characters out of these scenes in the trailer. So there might be characters in this movie that we have yet to see because they CGI'd them out. We've seen uh, uh, Marvel do it with their trailers. Like, literally, in the Avengers uh, Infinity War trailer, they had a whole scene in the trailer that was not in the movie with the Hulk. So, that kind of shit happens all the time. But at the end of the day, I'm very intrigued to see this movie. The closer we get to this Transformers movie, the more hype I actually have for it and the more confidence I have in it. Because what, earlier on when they were talking about the Transformers Rise of the Beast um, reviews, people were saying that it's an incoherent mess and that it's fucking, like, you know, stupid. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, well, if this has to do with time travel or something, like, if you're not a fan of Beast Wars and you're not a fan of the original Transformers, chances are this movie is not going to be for you. 
That would be my guess. Because you know there's going to be people that go into this Transformers movie, no Optimus Prime, no Bumblebee, and they're going to say, who the fuck are these, you know, fucking, um, you know, animal Transformers? And why does one literally have the name Optimus Primal? That's basically Optimus Prime. Um, like, I don't expect those kind of moviegoers to understand the lore and everything about it. But at the end of the day, I'm very intrigued to see what happens in this movie. Because... One thing we have yet to see in this new rebooted franchise of the Transformers, at least as of right now, it's a reboot in my mind. Um, we haven't seen Megatron. We haven't seen the mainline Decepticon since the opening scene of Bumblebee. Which makes me think, when the fuck are the Decepticons coming back? Like, what about the Predacons too? Like, give us something. Give us Megatron with the G1 modern day look. You know? Give us the G1 Decepticons. Give us the Seekers back. Give us the Predagons. You know? Give us Black Arachnia. Waspinator. Give us fucking Megatron. The Beast Wars version, obviously. Tarantulas. You know? Like, give us these fucking characters. Like, we need these characters. Because I think it's stupid to bring the Maximals into this movie and not the Predacons. To me, anyways, it would make more sense for them to build Unicron up and the Terracons as, like, a big bad villain for, like, their final movie in the trilogy and then build up the Decepticons and the Predacons in the earlier movies and then just have all of them conjoined forces to beat Unicron, which I think would make a lot of sense. But I don't know what their goal is with this trilogy that they have planned. But we're going to find out. But from the TV spots, it's very obvious of how certain events of this movie are going to take place. But they said there's a lot more, you know, surprises. So I'm, I'm really hoping that there's some shit I can geek out about that I haven't already seen in the trailers. But the very sad news about Transformers Rise of the Beasts is it's going up against very stiff competition in terms of the box office. I mean, it's literally going to be competing with Spider-Verse, and you know Spider-Verse is going to probably make more money than Transformers on opening weekend, or second weekend. So, if Transformers was not released in this time frame, it probably would make more money. But, it's being released around some pretty big bangers. And that has me worried about the financial status of this movie, because I think this movie is going to be great. But if it doesn't perform well at the box office, we're not going to get the rest of the trilogy, chances are. Unless, for some reason, Paramount just has so much money that they just don't give a fuck about pissing it away, I guess. But I doubt that, because they're a business. But, um, yeah, that's the only major thing I'm worried about, is the box office predictions are very, very low for Rise of the Beast. But we will talk box office for Rise of the Beast when we get there. Well, same thing with uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I know I haven't talked about Spider-Man Into into the Spider- or excuse me, Across the Spider-Verse much. Um, But that's mainly due to the fact that I've been so focused on Transformers that Across the Spider-Verse hasn't really entered my mind. Even though I'm a Spider-Man fan. But like I said, we get Marvel content all the time. 
And Transformers, we haven't gotten a movie in like five years. So I figured being more excited for a Transformers movie would make more sense this time around. But ladies and gentlemen, that is the podcast for you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Hopefully I covered everything you guys wanted me to. Um, but yeah, there, there was a lot to cover, uh, in this podcast and, uh, talk about. Now I know that it's only like a half hour and whatnot, but I want to let you all know that I'm still working on my spoiler review for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, and I will have that up for members only, um, probably by the end of tomorrow, so I'll probably make a plan to get that out by the end of the night tomorrow and put it up for members only, and, um, you know, for those of you that are probably thinking, why do I want to hear spoiler reviews from this guy if the movie's already been out for a while? My takes on the movie are unique from everybody else's. That that would be my main selling point. Is like, if you subscribe as a member to support the podcast so I can do this as a full-time job someday and podcast on a very consistent basis and be much more prepared and structured than I normally am... Um, you know, it's something I really want to do. It's a passion of mine to do this podcast and the Rumble one. But at the end of the day, um, you know, I, I want to give people content that they can enjoy. And I know that my rants and I know that when I go really in depth on something, it's very different than anybody else's opinion because everyone's opinion varies. Um and two people could rate the movie the same, but for completely different reasons. Maybe they liked something that the other one didn't like, and vice versa. But at the end of the day, guys, um, that's why I, I have all of my, or will have all my um, spoiler reviews be on the members-only page. Because it's it's going to literally be me there double the time of what I normally am doing for a spoiler-free podcast just giving all my complete thoughts on what's going on. But yeah, if you guys find that to be something you want to spend $3 a month, you know, on to to you know hear me give my full thoughts on something or do something a little bit different like a story time or, you know, um maybe even put up a poll on a, on the Twitter or something and see what you guys uh want me to talk about, like I can do that and throw it up on the members page as well. Like I said, the members thing um, and, and starting to monetize the podcast is relatively new for me. So I'm still figuring out exactly what content I want to put on the monthly subscriber base. But at the end of the day, it's going to definitely be spoiler reviews. And it's also going to encompass other things, probably, uh, you know, going in depth on, uh, you know, movies that I want to see or maybe I'm trash talking like a certain company or something for something they did or whatnot or maybe it's rants, you know, maybe I'll, I'll do like a bunch of rants on stuff and make it for members only so that way it's less professional but you guys can get like a like a full re- like um, emotional reaction if you will on something um, which may be a lot more um, in terms of uh, entertainment value. But that is all I have to say. I hope you all enjoyed the pod. I will have up my Rumble podcast um, on Thursday. Have yet to decide if it's going to be a two-parter or if it's just going to be one long one. But I will let you guys know via the Discord and the Twitter by that time. 
how I'm going to do it. And yeah, thank you very much for listening. God bless. And I'll catch you all in the next one.